And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Welcome, Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in any marketplace. Powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. We love to help you win buying, selling, or investing. We're actually hiring right now also, so anybody looking to join a team, we're looking for admin, we're growing, so we'd love to talk to you. Uh, if you want to reach out to all of our expert contributors, any of our expert contributors, uh, please reach out to the hotline, 813-750-0550. Call or text our off-air number, 813 813- Seven five zero zero five five zero. That's the number that you can reach. You can text that number. ConsumerQB.com is a plethora of information available for you there. And you can see links to all of our expert contributors on the website at ConsumerQB.com. Well, we've got our real estate A team in the house today. Uh, Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals, all things value and valuations uh, for commercial, vacant land, residential properties. William Crowley as well, the credit magician. Talk about raising your score. Uh, RaiseOurScore.com is his website. And then, of course, Diane Vance, our, our mortgage expert contributor. Fairway Independent Mortgage, DianeVance.com, uh, going to be on the program today. Interesting story right here local for our feel-good story. Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office launching team to address gun violence. So uh, Sheriff Chad Cronister, former guest on this program, uh, he's uh, we're going to talk about that in our feel-good story of, of the day. And before we jump into this content, I want to let you know about a couple of our hot listings here. 3664 Darston is a property we just listed in beautiful Palm Harbor. This is a gated community. Darston Street, Palm Harbor, 2,228 square feet, three bedrooms, two bath, two car garage, includes an office and a den, uh, screen lanai, waterfront. You got a pond view back there as well. And it was interesting. We were taking the professional photography yesterday and a little baby fawn, a little deer ran out and was like so frantic. It was like, where's my mom? Where's my mom? And ran back in the woods. It was oh, so, cool. it was pretty neat. I hadn't seen one in a while, but yeah, especially out there. yeah exactly. So uh, yeah, you got a really nice property here. 3664 Darston Street in Palm Harbor. Great opportunity to own real estate right here in Tampa Bay, gated community and you can see all of our listings at platinum mvp team.kw.com this is god's country give a quick shout out to veteran gutters brandon porter and his team they do such a great job if you're thinking about adding gutters onto your home reach out to brandon porter he's a veteran and his company is veteran gutters american-made products right here in the good you good old usa uh veteran gutters brandon porter reach out let him know the real estate quarterback sent you all right let's make our introductions uh we have diane vance on the line hey diane Hey, Brandon. How you doing? I'm blessed and favored. Thank you so much. And yourself? I'm great. Back in Florida for a little while. so. <laughs> All right. You made it back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For a few weeks, anyways, yes. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. You know, I was I was uh, listening to another program, and they said, "Yeah, we're halfway through the summer. Can you believe it? The summer's already oh, halfway it's gone over. so fast. Yeah, it's almost August. My goodness. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> wow, and we're taking a vacation next weekend, and uh, finally wow. getting you know weekend, and we'll, we'll that'll be fun, and, and do some boating, and and uh, going down oh, south. Good for you. So that'd that. be fun. Yeah, I haven't had a vacation. I've just you know been playing uh, grandma. 
There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's fun. That is it awesome. It is fun. It's, it, we're, we're blessed that we can do that. So, yes. Absolutely. So, today I thought we would beat up on some of the big banks a little bit here today and talk about the difference between working with someone like you. You're a, a local, basically your own P&L, your own business that's local here locally, but you're backed by a top, I think you said top three yep. lender in the country. Nice. That's correct. Yeah, Fairway Independent Mortgage. That's why they call it independent. They let us all run our our local branches just like we want to run it, and um, because we know the market best. And it's, and it's always done. You know, we just started doing some advertising in you know, some other markets, and uh, we just we just recently, um, you know, we hired somebody from CNN. That we're a large bank, a large lender, ba- mortgage banker, and we can broker, but we mostly mortgage banking, which means that we sell direct to the agencies, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Jenny Mae. So, and we have 800 different products. So we have a lot of variety and uh, Fairway is yeah, the top three lender and we've never advertised. So it's all be, always by word of mouth. Our big uh, thing is speed and get things done fast. I love it. That's yeah. right. Because you can't, you can't uh, miss closing dates and deadlines. Nope, we are here. That's what that, I mean. We only do mortgages. That's all we do. We don't have deposits. We don't have, you know, um, commercial loans. We refer those to somebody, but you know, we don't really have. Uh, you know, that's all we concentrate on is on uh, mortgages only. Nice. Good stuff. Well, we're going to dive a little bit deeper too about why we don't want our listeners, our viewers. <laughs> Working with the big banks, and there's a lot of reasons below the uh, just initial better rates with Diane, better service with Diane, better speed. There's some other things there, too. Uh, let's let's also introduce William Crowley as well. William, what are you going to talk about today, my friend? I'm going to talk about the large credit repair companies versus the smaller credit repair companies like myself. <laughs> yeah, small business. <laughs> I'll just piggyback off of you and Diane uh, with, with the large bank, but the, but the large the larger credit fair company kind of works in the same same tandem as the uh, large banks. So we do offer more of a personalized service and even our costs. Uh, we don't have the overhead expenses that the uh, larger companies have, that which is more likely diverted to the co- co- uh, customers. So we can able, we're able to save our clients a lot of money in that regard as well. So we don't have the overhead and we don't do any advertising either other than word of mouth. Right. And you're, except, you're... except for the station. You're, you're a great networker. You're out there networking all the time, so that's that's good. Exactly. Kudos to you. All right, yeah, in studio yeah. as well, Ray Hall. Ray Hall Appraisals. Welcome in. Oh, thanks for having me. I've, I've been in Florida. I'm kind of jealous of Diane. Yeah, she got it's, a little break hot. from Florida. It is hot. It is. It is roasting. Yeah. So, uh, hey, yeah. It's, it's hotter in Savannah, trust me. Oh, that's true. I was, I was actually in Nashville last month, and it seemed hotter there than it was down here. So, uh, Why is that? Probably landlocked? Right. Maybe. That's it. No, I don't know. No breeze. No golf breeze. No breeze. No nothing. But it, it yeah. was definitely hot. So, uh, But, you know, hey, I'm, I'm here because we got a busy market going on. And, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, but those big lenders, I prefer to work with the little lenders over the big ones any day of the week. Yeah, and absolutely. If you're one of my clients and you're a big lender, don't I still work with you? Don't worry about it. Yeah, I still, but, do, uh, I still take the work. It is because <laughs> you, you know, like Diane said, uh, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I'll get a lender who comes back and is asking why hot water heaters aren't double strapped. Right. And then I have to go back and take the time out of everything to say, well, we don't have earthquakes, so we don't have to have double strap. You know, right. So exactly. working with these local lenders, they're more in tune with the local market. And, uh, you know, really, Diane hit it on the head with that one. Yeah, that's exactly right. 
And uh, so that's yeah, that's a, it's a great lineup for today. We got our feel good story as well. Sheriff Chad Cronister cracking down on uh, gun responsive and guest investigative uh, team. He's got he's launching here as well. So uh, let's jump right into it. I want to go into the big banks and and Diane. I, I played a clip. Uh, I want to play a clip here, uh, kind of talking about what um, I heard on a podcast that I like. Charlie Kirk was also on our station here, and he's talking about big banks and and how they're working with uh, the current administration. The Biden administration runs the White House like a massive merger and act. Acquisition firm. What other entities out there can we co- join our ranks so that they will conform to our ways? They've already done this with banks, by the way. There is not a single bank out there in the major portfolio of banks, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, Bank of America, that will not do everything the Biden administration has. So what's your reaction to that, Diane? When you look at the big, I, big I banks. think he's pretty yep. accurate. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think he's very accurate. And um, and coming, you know, I worked for a big bank for a very long time, retired from one years ago. And um, there's definitely a difference, at least on the mortgage side. I've never worked on the other side. I haven't worked on the deposit side. I haven't worked on it. And I have a lot of good friends that still work there. But um, I, yeah, I, I, they do, they do exactly what they're told. And there's a reason for that because they, you know, there's a reason. (laughs) There's definitely a reason for it. So um, they they can, uh, you know, a lot of them got bailouts when, you know, the crash happened. A lot of them, you know, did, you know, a lot of them paid it back. Some didn't. Um, Now they do have to have liquidity, um, you know, that type of thing. So it's just a different world, especially in the lending side on the mortgage world, mortgage bankers versus the big banks, the big banks, um, they they uh, they self license they self uh, they registered their loan officers through the national mortgage licensing system, but they they give them their own testing uh, internally, um, and uh, we we have to be licensed through the through the uh, you know through the the state and the because state of Florida has a separate license from you know the rest of the world, and uh, so we are licensed, and every year we have to do CE credits and. They self-license these these uh, loan officers, so the experience level is definitely different, right. and um, those type of things. But yes, it's uh, they definitely will. Uh, they definitely do whatever. It's very political. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's something where you know the the less we can support those types of institutions, the the more that we're going to have our freedoms, our choices. You know, the, I think that's a big at the underlying root is that they're they're limiting choices, they're imposing uh, massive fees, uh, and every year, by the way, the big names, you know, they've got millions and sometimes I think even billions of dollars of fines because of wrongdoing and things that end up coming out of of them actually mistreating or, or just flat out lying and having fraudulent things happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, those have been in the news, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, again, it goes back to, you know, how much you care about your customer, how much you, you know, are, are you caring about the customer or is it all about the bottom line? And um, I, I really believe that a lot of them, it is all about the bottom line. But you're right there, you know, the, the clip was correct. There is not, there's not a lot of, small banks anymore a lot of them have been merged and you know when i worked at a big bank i think i went through four or five mergers 
and uh, you know I survived each one of them. But you know, every time you merged, something changed or something. You know, it was constant change. So, yeah, some people uh, got fired. Or... Yeah, or some people got let go. You know, yeah. I was fortunate enough to make you know keep going, but. Uh, you know, the last merger was the one that, you know, did me in. Um, but uh, yeah. it, it was where we bought a, a mortgage company and not another, it didn't merge with another bank. And uh, but uh, it was definitely a change. And um, and uh, it's a it's it's a different world. Um, I love Fairway. Uh, we're voted number one uh, mortgage company to work for. And again, for the seventh year, I think, in a row. Awesome. Um, and uh, so that's, there's a reason for that, because we have a lot of support, and all they care about is the customer. And, and, they've, and our corporate office feels like um, the loan officers are their customers as well. We feel like our realtors are our customers, and our customers are our customers. So, you know, that's the difference. Everybody all the way from processing. The difference in um, a bank and us is that I have local processing, uh, remote but local processing. And um, and when I was at the the bank, it was a centralized processing system, and you go into a just a big center is what you do. Right. And that's the difference. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. So so our customers are taken care of uh, right away. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, we make, and we don't miss closing dates. There's gotta be a very good reason that we would miss it. Right. Yeah. That's important. Uh, Diane Vance on the consumer quarterback show, dianevance.com. Check her out online. And if you are looking for a, uh, a mortgage and looking, you know, in that process of maybe investing, buying, selling, investing, or potentially, you know, making some moves, we would love to talk to you here at the consumer quarterback show and plug you into our pipeline over 50 different, uh, what we call expert contributors on the program. These are folks that are the best in their their industry. They're vetted, and we bring them in, and they take time out of their busy schedules to spend time with us to serve the community as a consumer advocate. So we greatly appreciate that. 813-750-0550. You can call or text that line, and it's an off-air number, 813-750-0550. We'll put you right in touch with all of the best expert contributors here uh, in Tampa Bay. So we're going to take a quick break here, and we've got Diane Vance on the program today, William Crowley, the credit magician, and Ray Hall. Ray Hall appraisals here on the program. We'll be right back after this short break. Please don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information, go to ConsumerQB.com. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rimes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsey are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. My name is James DeJerome, and I produce the Consumer Quarterback Show for Brandon Rimes. The Consumer Quarterback Show is a team, a group of like-minded professionals who partner together to provide our audience sound advice, knowledge, and information to make them wiser consumers. We work with all types of business owners and aggressively promote 
promote our local economy. We're currently conducting interviews for our expert contributors. If you own a business or know someone who would benefit from the exposure our show provides, please contact us at 813-750-0550 or online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us here. Brandon Rimes, Consumer Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. We always like to feature our real estate listings live on the program to help our sellers get a ton of more exposure 6819 north clearview avenue this is a property that we've got right here uh, in tampa and it's just north of the uh, raymond james stadium where the buccaneers play 6819 north clearview this is a property that we've got it's a double lot fenced in backyard large uh, home it's got beautiful ceramic tile throughout and this is a great opportunity you can actually build a mother-in-law suite next door uh, because there is a vacant land uh, parcel of land there it's about 2600 square feet five bedrooms two and a half bath large corner lot family room private fenced in backyard great opportunity here in beautiful tampa bay and you can see all of our real estate listings at platinum mvp team dot kw.com and let's give a quick shout out to brothers easy moving the official moving partner of the consumer quarterback show brothers easy moving whether you're planning a local or long distance move reach out to brothers easy moving make sure you let them know the real estate quarterback sent you all right, um, let's. I want to go back uh, to Diane. So Diane's on the line here. Uh, we've got William Crowley coming up as well as Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals. Uh, so Diane, we were talking about the differences, and this is just one more thing that we ran out of, and, and I didn't get a chance to comment on, but I wanted to bring it over to this this side. So comparing big banks to uh, local lenders, and, and as you mentioned, you you are more specialized. You've got better loan programs, better rates. Uh, the, the programs are going to work much better for our listening audience with Fairway Independent Mortgage, top three lender in the country, focusing on mortgage lending. Uh, going back to what the federal government sometimes does with their, their classic overreach, uh, you have Dodd-Frank. You know, going back to Dodd-Frank, I think that was the beginning of the end for small community banks. Dodd-Frank required a lot more uh, attorneys. Yeah, a lot yep. more. You, can, why don't you yeah. explain it from your side, and I'll add yeah. to it as well. But, yeah, it, it required a lot more of the, um, the the attorneys to be involved and a lot more it made it a lot more uh, in depth in terms of what you with the compliance yeah. yeah so there were some good things that came out of Dodd in Dodd Frank but um, it, it actually it, what came out of it we have the CFPB that is protection agency for the consumer however um, it it did it caused a lot of compliance so uh, a lot of the rules changed and and there's more there, a lot of times it, it was a, to make the customer to protect them, absolutely, but it made it so there's almost more confusion for the customer because we have certain rules in place where uh, you have to uh, – you there's so much compliance that you have a whole team, so, you t- so it was actually, it's actually passed on to the consumer. 
Yes. Because because everybody's had to hire, uh, you know, some some smaller companies couldn't make it because they had so much compliance that they had to do because you have things like you have to disclose within three days any changes, any anything. So the customers are constantly, even if the loan amount changes or if it's if it's anything that changes on the loan during the process, and and which is is great uh, as far as. It, 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 but it also can hurt the customer in the end. So, for instance, let's say we did, you know, we know appraisers, Ray Hall's on the, they're busy, right? Mm-hmm. So we may not, we may have a fast closing and we may not have the appraisal back within three days of closing or maybe coming in that third day. We have to have the customer sign prior to the three days that they don't need a copy of that. Otherwise, we can't close that loan until they get an appraisal and they have been able to view it for three days. Mm-hmm. So those type of things actually can, can um, you know delay a closing? Um, we don't do that because we make sure that we do one one or the other. But you know, if, if it's a faster closing, the appraisers are very very busy, and it may take longer. Maybe the property is unique. Maybe it's a, a difficult you know property to appraise or something like that. So there's a lot of things that can that they didn't think about long term that could actually you know, actually doesn't help the consumer to be able to close on time. And there's a lot of confusion with the customer right. uh, because of all the all the compliance. And that's really what Dodd-Frank did. Uh, it made us uh, responsible for, you know, we're responsible for all these fees that we don't charge, but a third party charges. And if then if we don't disclose it or over-disclose it, a lot of times we'll over-disclose it. If you don't disclose it up front, you have to pay for it. <laughs> yep. So it's, it made a lot of it made a lot of difference for a lot of different people. So um, they they came out with qualified mortgage rules that you have to follow. So everybody thinks that we're just normally nosy. It's not even that. It's just because of all the <laughs> all of the rules that yeah. are in place. Yeah. Um, and those rules are are done in uh, in response to, to the Dodd Frank rule. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well said, Diane. That's a great breakdown of how that affected things. And, and it also, you know, and, and that led to more, um, more of the small banks being gobbled up by the bigger banks. And that's what they want. That's they, they want it to be the least amount of players so they can control those players better. At oh, least yeah. in my opinion, that's what I see. And uh, that has also happened with smaller mortgage companies because sometimes you can't afford as a mortgage company to a smaller mortgage company can't afford some of the things that come out and they get fines. The CFPB can fine mortgage companies if they come in and they, they find that you didn't do something properly, then they come in and fine you. Like if you didn't, if you didn't do a compliance thing or a qualified mortgage or something like that. So there's a lot of things that came about all because of that. Most of it is because of, of, um, to protect the consumer. Most of it, but some of it has caused, other repercussions. Yeah. And and one simple thing was having the mortgage loan officers license. So each person had to have a license number that was attached to that file, whereas prior to that, it didn't exist, right? Correct. Yes. So everybody is licensed. However, like I said, you know, the banks, when I was there, I had, I had, I was registered with the, with the national licensing agency. I was not, I didn't. Uh, so I, I took the test not the test. We did training in, in you know in the branch basically, right. or in the with the company. Yeah. Um, of course, then we just tell each other what the things were. We have to now with mortgage bankers, they have to go be proctored, and you have to know your business very yes. well. 
That's right. That's how I started off back in the day as well with a, uh, a, a lending institution. So I was a loan officer. So technically I was under their umbrella. So, yep, it's, there's a couple different ways it can break down. But the way it breaks down for you as a, a listener and, and someone that may be considering uh, getting a finance is if you walk into the local bank on the corner, that maybe you have your deposits with them. You're, the person that you're going to work with is not going to be as high caliber. They might be a great person. And I'm not saying they're not a, a wonderful human being. What I'm saying is that they're probably not going to have the best rates, loan program or even access to those programs as Diane Vance Fairway Independent Mortgage will. DianeVance.com is where you can see her and you're going to get that fast, personalized service, very simple process and it's going to be done uh, by a local lender uh, right here in the community and not one of the big Wall Street big banks. So I think we did a good job of beating up on the big banks for a little while there. So when we come, we're going to take a break. When we come back, William Crowley, the credit magician, Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals, Uh, here on the program. We'll be right back after this short break. Please don't touch that dial. Stay with us. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show hosted by my friend Brandon Rice. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, welcome back. Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, letting you know about a hot listing here, 11724 132nd Avenue in Largo. Now, this is an opportunity. This is an interesting one. This is one I might want to ask the appraiser about. This is 11724 132nd Avenue in Largo. Now, you've got two structures on this property. Uh, we're waiting on the professional photography to come in, but we got a couple drone shots. So you got a, a rentable property and another small rentable property there. But it's over an acre of land in Pinellas County. So depending on zoning and depending on some other future land use is going to depend on how many other units you can put in there, what type of units. Maybe you can go vertical, put some townhomes, uh, and, and maximize the uh, potential for uh, income. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 11724 132nd Avenue in Largo is a great opportunity right here in Tampa Bay. $699,000 is the asking price uh, for this vacant land with two structures on it uh, right here in the area so it's a great opportunity for builders developers entrepreneurs close to the beach clearwater beach is just minutes down the road over an acre of land right here in beautiful pinellas county tampa bay one of the hottest real estate markets best place to live work and play on the planet and you can see all of our listings at platinum mvp And let's give a shout out to Discovery Golf Cars, aka Golf Cart Depot, formerly known as Golf Cart Depot. Uh, Discovery Golf Cars for business or recreation. Seems like everybody's getting a golf car these days. They're so much fun. Lots of makes and models. I love taking the two dogs out for a ride. The, our Golden Doodle and our Cavapoo, Charlie and Carter. Uh, easy go. Star EV Cushman. They have new and pre-owned, or you can rent or buy, and they offer financing and mobile repair. Check them out online. DiscoveryGolfCars.com. Let them know the real estate quarterback sent you please do that 
And we have, uh, we're going up on uh, a second segment or third segment here with William Crowley, the credit magician, raiseourscore.com. So, William, large, there's large companies out there, uh, you know, doing the credit repair thing. And they also run TV commercials. They got guys jumping around, strumming guitars and things like that, offering free reports. Um, what, what, how are you better to work with as a small company? Again, right here locally, support the local economy. But outside of that, uh, large versus small is, seems to be our theme for today. Yeah, yeah. I want to kind of piggyback off of that because it, it, the founding fathers of this country, when it was, this country was um, formed, believed that small government, not big government. Yes. Okay, and they knew they knew the uh, problems with big government. You know, they're reaching out, taking our rights, and things like that. So, but in, to the companies that are small, I think have uh, kind of patterned themselves after the founding fathers' ideal of uh, small but thorough and effective. So, yes, with with the, I listen to what Diane says, and uh, the point is is that I think that. Uh, we it's more hands on. We we're more familiar with the client, more in touch, and uh, we can do things that probably a lot of the bigger places can't do without charging an arm and a leg to do it. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that cheap is better, but inexpensive uh, is is one of the one of the things that we pride ourselves in because we do have lower costs, but we offer more services mm-hmm. as well. When the big banks, I mean, the big credit repair companies, if they would offer the same services that we offer. They would be charging the customer, uh, you know, quite a bit more, which that's one of the reasons probably why they don't do it. So, for instance, we have a four-stage credit restoration assistance program where traditional credit pair companies have uh, essentially a one-stage, okay? And that means disputing the negative information on the credit report. We do that, and we have, we have kind of modified the way we've done that as well because it's transparent. The larger companies, there's less transparency as well, I believe, and I'm sure that Diane could agree with me uh, on that. The transparency issue is, is a key issue, and so that's why we offer transparency. We show the client everything that we're doing. We're not trying to hide anything because we're using a public document called the Fair Credit Reporting Act, and so it's not nothing where, like, when the larger company I work for, like Diane said, she came from, uh, uh, she was an SVP. I came from your traditional credit repair companies. And they were saying things like, oh, we have an exclusive computer search program that goes in and correctly identifies negative information on your credit report. In reality, they didn't have an exclusive computer search program. They were just using the Fair Credit Reporting Act, but they made it sound like something. They, they were doing something really fantastic, and they had this exclusive uh, software. Mm-hmm. In reality, they didn't have that, but they were, they, you know, they kind of lied. So we that's why we became transparent when we started our company to say, listen, Here's what we do. We show you every step along the way. So in addition to the one-stage credit repair that they offer, we offer the four stages, one being the Fair Credit Reporting Act, two being the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. And inside of the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, we have a thing called the verification or validation of debt. So that allows us to not only remove information using the Fair Credit Reporting Act from a person's credit report, let's just say in the form of collections, then we can also challenge that collector. So to say, listen, Mr. Cle- Mr. Mr. or Mr. Collector, you're operating illegally. You've, you've got, you've, you've, uh, taken on a debt that has been charged off by the original creditor. The consumer no longer owes that. That needs to be revealed to the consumer. That's not revealed to the consumer by the big company. As a matter of fact, they don't even address it with the validation of debt. So 
I like being a small company, even though we're, we're nationwide, okay? But we're a smaller company with more hands-on. We're teaching the clients how to do credit repair the legal way using the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And then probably above and beyond everything is that we have a money-back guarantee. Money nice. back. So that means if the client does, is dissatisfied, if you follow the steps that we tell you to follow and nothing happens, we'll either give you an extension, a free extension, or we will refund your money, whichever you choose. That's a great, that's a great thing. And no, you, you won't find any credit card company out there that I know of that does a money back guarantee either. Not the larger ones, for sure. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, so, and then I said the legal credit card, we're using the Fair Credit Reporting Act and we're giving that Fair Credit Reporting Act to our clients. Whereas the traditional large companies, they won't give the disputes to the clients. They say, oh no, we'll do all this for you. And they'll send them off and you have no idea what they're saying on your behalf. And lo and behold, I was able to get a hold of some of the disputes that the larger companies use and they were de- deviating from the fair credit report, the verbiage of the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Sometimes they weren't even using the verbiage of the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So I would strongly suggest that the, the larger companies, if you if you want to really compete and really help the consumer, offer a money back guarantee and offer more transparency. Give the client, show the clients what you're doing. For, even if you're going to mail it off for them, give them that documentation so they'll know. Okay, here's what the uh, what the credit repair company is saying on my behalf. To yeah. the credit, you know, the credit agencies. Right. So, yeah. yeah. That makes so this sense. Is, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I could go on and on and on. I don't know how much time I have. Let me ask you something here. So William, so William Crowley, credit restoration expert, uh, you work in conjunction with a lot of mortgage uh, loan officers, or maybe you're referred by a uh, bankruptcy court uh, or, or an attorney saying, hey, you know, you might want to help these people out when they can get their, you know, kind of rebuild their credit. Uh, and then uh, with Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage, of course, you work together in, in some capacity with her in certain situations as well. Now, uh, we, we got a question from our uh, Facebook page here. And they're asking, uh, they were, they were asking, um, when, how can I rebuild my credit, uh, if they're coming out of a a family type of a crisis or an event that they had, uh, what's the best step to rebuild credit? The first, the best step in rebuilding is the credit. The first thing to do is address the negative issues on the credit report using the legal aspects of the fair credit reporting act. So start first and foremost, start to address the negative items that are on there. And listen, let me make sure people are clear. The information on your credit report does, in fact, belong to you. We know that, okay? If, you're, if it doesn't belong to you, then you're a victim of identity theft. File a police report. You don't need a credit repair company to do that, okay? Unless you've waited too long, you don't have a police report. But most of the clients that come to me, the information does, in fact, belong to them. Inquiries, late payments, foreclosures, charge-offs, bankruptcies, et cetera. Okay, that negative information can be addressed through the Fair Credit Reporting Act. First and foremost, address the negative information as you start to remove the negative information then you can if you already have existing positive information the, the system will automatically rescore you on that if you don't have positive information then you can start to rebuild once the negative what uh, a majority of the negative information is removed that doesn't all have to be removed by the way either for you to start to reestablish yourself Right. And you can do that by getting a prepaid uh, credit card, start at least having some accounts that will show up on your credit, and that will slowly help you build over time. Exactly. Exactly. But first and foremost, remember, start to address the negative issue. Let's get as much of those negative issues off that credit report as possible. 
right. through the legal through, through the use of the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Yeah, exactly. So if you want more information about credit, reach out to the hotline. We've got a credit package also, 813-750-0550. Call or text the hotline, 813-750-0550. Call or text that line, consumerqb.com. Uh, more coming up, uh, William Crowley, Diane Vance, and then Ray Hall in the house. Ray Hall appraisals uh, coming up here on the other side of this break. And coming up as well as our feel-good story of the day. This is an interesting story here locally, Hillsborough County sheriff office is uh, putting together a team to address gun violence so find out about that and more from our expert contributors right after this short break uh, please follow us online we would love to connect with you online at brandon rhymes one on instagram and twitter uh, consumer quarterback show page out there as well and the platinum mvp team at Keller williams realty pages on facebook we'll be right back after this short break Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon Rhymes, knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here. We are looking for real estate investors. We've got a new relationship bringing us a tremendous amount of off-market real estate investment opportunities. So text the word investor to our hotline, 813-750-0550. Off-market real estate investment opportunities. Text investor to 813-750-0550. Brandon Rhymes here, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Looking for real estate investors. Send us a text. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here for Cleaning Commandos here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Cleaning Commandos are hiring, and they're offering competitive wages, flexible hours, relaxed atmosphere, and a sign-on bonus. Reach out if you'd like a career with the Cleaning Commandos here in Tampa Bay. Info at CleaningCommandosLLC.com or call 813-750-0550, 813-750-0550, Cleaning Commandos, Consumer Quarterback Show. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, Platinum MVP Team, Keller Williams Realty, 11724 132nd Avenue in Largo is a, a property. Actually, let's do 11714 Street in Bel Air. This is a property that we've got over in Bel Air, close to the beach, literally walking distance at the end of a cul-de-sac. You walk down, you've got the public public uh, access, 117 14th Street, Bel Air, $1.2 million listing, four bedrooms, three bath, almost 2,800 square feet, private pool, double lot, gourmet kitchen, jetted bathtub, temperature-controlled wine closet. I'm told you can fit about 400 bottles, 460 bottles in that wine closet. Uh, covered lanai, beautiful property right here in Tampa Bay, 11714th and Bel Air Beach, Pinellas County, beautiful property. See all of our listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. We're going to tell you something good here. Tell me something good. 
All right, so the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office is putting a team together to address a growing concern both nationally and locally, gun violence. Uh, Sheriff Chad Cronister, a former guest on our program, uh, is launching a specialized team that will focus on reducing street violence and non-deadly shootings, according to the Sheriff's Office. She, uh, Sheriff's Office announced a gunfire response investigations team, otherwise known as GRIT, uh, Wednesday at the uh, Operations Center in Ebor. And uh, Cronister is quoting a say, quoted as saying, we will ensure that these criminals are no longer able to inflict fear and violence on our streets, in our neighborhoods, and the community we share. Uh, the sheriff spoke about the importance of responsible gun ownership, including storage, uh, storing your gun in a safe location. He explained that Grit's sole focus will be on working with state and federal partners to address gun violence in our community. The team will use resources to identify violent individuals, increase the probability of crime being solved, and being uh, bring justice to those affected by gun violence in Hillsborough County. So there's our feel-good story of the day. Yeah, do you think about the gun violence going on, or just the violence in general, especially in the big cities, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago, New York? I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And by the way, shout out to FFA, Florida Firearms Academy. If you are uh, local here in Tampa Bay, go to Florida Firearms Academy and talk to Thomas King, and he's going to hook you up. He's got some great um, guns that you can go and learn how to hold uh, properly load, hold, aim, and shoot uh, to be a responsible gun owner. All right, let's welcome in Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals into the program. What's new in your world, my friend? Oh, you know, I'm actually uh, taking a little break this week. Okay. I've been going, you know, hard for about a year, a little over a year now, so yeah. uh, taking a break and uh, hanging out with the kids a little bit, but, uh, nice. you know, because I've got a bigger staff now, but still working, yeah. you know, still reviewing reports, still trying to get everything out because, uh, as you know, we still have this great market going on, so, uh, yeah. you know, uh, as appraisers, we are just incredibly busy. Yeah. Less than one month inventory. Yep. Uh, absorption rates, 140, 150% absorption rates, just depending on the county. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the growth, I've had a couple deals fall out. I had one of my big uh, land deals fall out because the buyer just said that the county wouldn't work with them to do the development they wanted to do. So yeah. there's moratoriums going on also yeah. uh, for building. Which we've discussed in the past, uh, yep. you know, uh, a lot of people think you can just buy that piece of land and, and look, the zoning's there, everything's there, this is going to be easy, and, and we can start building on it. But it's just not the case. Yeah. There's a lot more involved. There's uh, the level of service of the roadway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the infrastructure. Uh, there's a lot more to putting in a development than just the zoning. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that. And it's it's if you're if you're looking to get into that game, a lot of people, you know, I'm sure you saw it back in 2004 and five. All of a sudden, everybody was an, an expert in real estate. Yeah. And everybody jumped into it because, you know, you could buy a house this week and sell it higher next week. And look, look, I'm really good at what I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so if you're thinking about doing that, just know it, it, it's it's a lot different than flipping a house when you're getting into developing. That's why the developers make the big money. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, zoning is, is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Building, of course, moratoriums. They're, they're putting moratoriums on building. What a property. What about a property like I, I, I had mentioned? Um, and we might have uh, Michael throw this up. One one seven two four one thirty second Avenue. So this is the one I had mentioned that we might have our appraiser comment on. So the one one seven two four one thirty second Avenue. Right. This is a property. So you've got a single family structure on both ends. Mm-hmm. They own the properties in between. How how would you approach that if you're looking at this property as a investment and and potential to build additional units? Well, as an investment, um, especially in an area like this, you want to find out what the minimum lot size is. 
Okay. Uh, you there know, you in Tampa, you know, the zoning actually, in the city of Tampa, the zoning actually indicates what the minimum lot size is. Got it. So if that's actually divisible into three separate lots, yep. it might be more valuable as three separate lots than one big property. Mm. So by someone coming out and buying that property from you, they could just have instant, uh, just go down to the county, and it probably would be a simpler process to subdivide that into three separate properties mm. and then sell them off as three separate lots. Because trust me, builders need land. I like that. There's no inventory. Builders need to make the inventory. And in Pinellas County, they need land. And there's no land in Pinellas County. So you would separate that in three separate lots and leave the two existing structures, sell those separately. So one was like a two-bedroom, one bath. I think it rented for about 1200 mm-hmm. bucks. The other one was a little bit bigger, maybe three-bedroom, one or two-bath. And it rented for about fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars. So now you got two single-family homes that you can sell, plus a vacant parcel of land that you might be able to build what on. Possibly. Now, yeah. again, as an appraiser, I can appraise it like that. So I can come out there and look at it as a whole one acre with the two houses. We can do an appraisal as is, and let you know, or we can say, however, you know, subject to subdividing the lots as one lot and two single-family houses, it's worth this much mm. and that's how you would do your analysis to find out what's the best way to go right um you know when i when right now i'm just throwing ideas out there but yeah. uh you know in my experience usually cutting something up and selling it out into different pieces is usually more profitable right uh it's you know it's the concept of uh, economies of scale mm-hmm. um you know that's how a lot of these corporations work when they buy a small corporation and break it up and you know, if you ever watch Pretty Woman, that's what he did. Yeah. Um, you know, but you, you break it up into smaller pieces and right. you sell the pieces because they're worth more. Right. Yeah. And, and emerge, estate, like a merger acquisition, but he would also buy it and break it up. Exactly. And yeah. that's what developers do when, you know, when we talk about that land and the zoning, they buy that one big chunk of land, but they make it into 200 lots. Yes. You know, so instead of this big, you know, maybe two, $500,000 uh, a couple acres, now it's 200 lots maybe at 30000 per lot yeah. or whatever the market is for selling it to the builders. And it's just more profitable that way. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. We're talking with Ray Hall here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your host, Brandon Rimes, Consumer Quarterback Show. And uh, sticking with our theme, kind of, kind of the big dog versus the underdog, you mm-hmm. know, the big versus small. Uh, what do you think about all these hedge funds coming in, buying up a lot of inventory? I mean, it's been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. I think there's another resurgent list, this company called Blackstone uh, or BlackRock, I guess it is, something like that, mm-hmm. coming in, competing with the veteran, trying to buy the house, competing with the first-time buyer, trying to get his foot in the door. Or he just graduated college, whatever it might be, or got his first big job, you know, and he's like, hey, I'd buy a house. I want to start a family. So you got these hedge funds coming in competing with those types of buyers. What's your thoughts on that? You know, uh, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about it. They're going to do it. And to a degree, it almost gives a, a, a false sense of the market. Yes. You know, uh, when we determine market value, you know, it's what the typical buyer you know, is willing to pay for a house under a certain set of circumstances. Right. And believe me, the, the, the definition of market value is very lengthy that we have to follow. Right. You know, the hedge fund coming in, that's not a typical buyer. Right. They're not typically motivated. Remember, typical motivation for a single family house in most cases is I'm going to buy this house and live there. Yeah. Um, I need a place to bring my family. I got to have my kids in school. I correct. Gotta, yeah. Correct. Now, the, the motivation of a hedge fund is a lot different. Uh, conversely, if, if, if a house is broken down and the typical buyer is an investor, that's a different motivation. Yes. And as the appraiser, we have to understand what the motivation is of the typical person who buys that house. Yes. Uh, I've actually gotten in discussions with uh, people wanting broken down houses appraised. 
And they say, well, you know, afterwards, it's going to be worth $300,000. The renovation is $50,000. So the market value is $250,000. And I have to explain to them that, no, the typical buyer wants an entrepreneurial incentive of 20 to 30% discount mm-hmm. to sweeten the deal to make them want to go through all that. Yeah. So, you know, the different types of transactions have different motivations and different kinds of values. And with these hedge funds, if they start buying up all that real estate and it leads to a lot of transactions, you might be looking at pricing that's just not typical. Yeah. And it could inflate or or, or even hurt a market. Who knows? Um, it all depends. I mean, remember, it's not just, you know, the mom and pop doing the negotiations. They have their lawyers behind it. Yep. They have teams of professionals behind it. So you don't have the typical negotiations behind it. So, you know, we we do have to be careful. Unfortunately, I don't know if there's a whole lot of regulation with these hedge funds buying up the real estate. I personally think there should be. Yes. And I think the, the transactions should be tagged. Um, I think it should be noted in MLS that, you know, these transactions were sold to, uh, you know, a, a corporate a corporate sale or sold to a hedge fund because, yep. you know, it's important for us as appraisers to know that. Yeah. Uh, so that we know that motivation. Yeah, because they're just an institutional buyer looking for a bottom line for their stockholders or their stakeholders. So they can, the, the more that they can buy and flip. And then the turnaround side is they're going to fl- turn that around and rent it out at astronomical rents. They're going to raise the rents for people. Mm-hmm. So it's getting into a, an issue where people can't afford to live in a certain area yeah. because you got these big-time buyers coming in pushing up those rates. Yeah, even some of the companies that, you know, I'm going to come out and buy your house and you know, and, and you don't have to fix anything. You don't have to do anything. No realtor fees. No yep. nothing. We're going to do that. Well, I saw one of the closing transactions for one of those junk fees. Oh my! God. They, the transaction fee was exactly what a realtor would have charged for commission. <laughs> exactly. So now this this property is. And honestly, when I when I look at a comp, I look who the buyer was, and if it's one of these companies, I yes. make sure. I either I don't use it as a comparable, or a lot of times I see the prior sale was was so much lower. And what happened was they bought it lower, and then they sold it for actual market value, yep. took that fee, and made a huge profit on that house, and the seller just never knew it was going to go on. That's great. Great analysis. Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals, William Crowley, the credit magician, Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage. And we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Do something kind for one another. Be a force for good in the community. And we'll see you next time right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to The Consumer quarterback brandon rhymes whether it's real estate consumer or financial advice let brandon call your next play contact brandon rhymes at 813-670-7372 that's 813-670-7372 online at consumerqb.com and join us next time for the consumer quarterback show